Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. seven-year itch But he's getting cranky And I'm just a bit unsure I'll tell you what I mean You see, when we first met I thought, well, this is it But it turns out my head was just full of shining stars Things just ain't what they seem Bones out. 
getting hugged and I love getting kissed and he loves beer and he loves getting pretty drunk it goes straight to his head oh yes it does and I guess my mother warned me when I was five or six she said that men like him Only think with their defective brains Least I think that's what she said Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Always was, always is, always will be Aboriginal land. And language used in this show which covers pansexual and queer issues can often be more of a Western or colonial nature. And we acknowledge that there's been all sorts of ways to do gender identity and expression all over this planet since time began. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can um, do the email thing, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456. 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and there is lots of activity going on there on Twitter at the moment, including um, pictures of guests, plural. And you can also look for posts on Facebook um, on my page, Sally Goldner, and also on Out of the Pan um, 3CR 855 AM. I'll start that again Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And the opinions expressed on this show are strictly my own and not those of any organisation with which I may be associated. And one possible content warning for today, there will be mention of ableist language, but in context and not gratuitously. With that, I welcome two guests to the studio. One who's the quieter type, and that's Pepper, (laughs) um, the wonderful medical assistance dog, but someone who is a very good communicator and will be talking, communicating about communicating, um, is the wonderful Jackie Pillar. Jackie, welcome to Out of the Pan. Welcome. I'm delighted to be here. And as we do on Out of the Pan, um, I use she, her pronouns, and if you're okay to disclose, if you use any pronouns, which ones do you use? Yes, I certainly prefer they, them. They, them, it is then. Um, And we opened up today with someone who has a good sense of wit and is just a natural performer, and that's Becky Cole. That's the original from the Wild at Heart album of Lazy Bones. And, of course, there's a few um, sort of live versions of that, the 10-minute mix, 
um, on the net and also a live version on her live album, which is very, very funny as well. And we, well, yes, humour's a good thing, but there's ways to do it. We're going to talk a bit about that. Um, um, so, um, and um, about many other things about Jackie. Um, hope we've got enough room in the hour to do it. Um <laughs> Dive in somewhere, Jackie, because... Dive in. Oh. Dive in, um, in a um, safe swimming sort in of a, way. A safe swimming. So in that case, it's breaststroke. Um, <laughs> I, okay, uh, for me, that's the safest, yeah. That is well, actually, I agree, yes. Because I tend to, to float that way. Um, Pepper is just absolutely delighted to be here. I, I can tell by the fact that she's just soundly gone to sleep. Oh well, that that's you know that that's the the, the happy thing for a medical <laughs> assistant because it yes. means I'm not going to die at any moment real soon. Um, comedy, yeah, it's been fun. I when I first moved back to Melbourne in July 2018 after 44 years away, mm-hmm. one of the first people I had the privilege of meeting on a couch at Channel 31 was the great Sally Goldner, <laughs> and um, all right, thank and, you. And it was just <laughs> nice to work with someone who had. Uh, we're talking about these ideas of, you know, like if, if we talk about my identity being non-binary, then comedy isn't a binary instrument either. Mm. And you'll often hear people say it's either funny or it's not. Well, that that's kind of ridiculous considering that we all have different senses of humour. I found out recently we're not born with a sense of humour. Really? No, it's not Tell a given. Tell us more about that. It's, uh, I did a laughter yoga leader course, so now I can help people do laughter yoga through breathing and laughing exercises and that is enables you to laugh even when you don't feel like laughing and there's no jokes in it which is good for me because I don't have to think <laughs> it's like, that's too much like hard work anyway <laughs> yeah. and um, part of this it was learning that we're not born with an inherent sense of humor uh, some people are definitely not and I think some of them are in parliament uh, at the moment yes sorry <laughs> I think it's true and that we develop it through our, our early childhood experiences and other experiences through our lifetime and our sense of humour changes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and that, you know, so it is sort of ex, ex, um, experience related um, as to how our sense of humour, um, you know, sort of um, develops in that way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think culturally we've had a, a recent period in the last probably I don't know, maybe it's only 20 years where a lot of humour has become a a standard comedic formula on stage, Mm. which became very um, blame the capitalist system, very commodified. Yeah, well, look, um, you know, I suppose to throw in, um, you know, a favourite phrase, something from my experience, when I tried to do stand-up in the mid-2000s, I was trying to do what to me was a very blokey um, sort of, um, stand up, but in a slightly queerish sort of way, and it was well trying to put a it was trying to put a straight peg in a queer hole, or vice versa. I'm not sure, but <laughs> you know, I think the thing that I've learned over time is that if the comedy or any form of stage performance in particular is authentic, that's where it's funny, and I think that's possibly a thing if it's coming from the heart and not manufactured. That's where you've got good comedy. Yeah, yeah, totally, and and. You know, to a degree, that's where comedy is not binary either. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's that range of experiences that we have in the world and that should be represented on stage. When you've com- over-commodified it, it becomes about one way or the other. And it seems to be you either 
And we're moving away from the mocking others, which is good. But it's yep. either that mocking others model or mocking ourselves. Yeah. And the mocking others model I like to just not do unless mm. it's – I mean, there's an expression expression in comedy, punch up, not down. Yes. I don't even like the use of the word punch. Hear, it's hear. a violent term. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe we could say joke up, not joke down. Oh, yeah, mock, mock up. Mock, mock up. up. Not mock down. Oh, good. I like that mm, as a player on there words. There we go. Um, and, you know, like for me, I will critique the system. I will critique people in power because that is a, it fits with that formula. Yep. Uh, but I, will, I won't self-depreciate too much because I think that buys into the old system, um, particularly the system that supports binaries. You can, you've either just got to mock others or mock yourself. Yeah. So, you know, and then there's ways to sort of talk about particularly disability pride and queer issues mm. that don't do that as well. And, yeah, I think the days of saying you shouldn't have to explain a joke are over. Yep. Well, this is the thing. I think that if you lock um, comedy into one thing and say it has to be a certain way, we're going to lose some good comics and get, well, some poorer quality ones um, instead because they do the style. And, you know, which which act of parliament says there's a style of comedy that's the right one? I mean, we've had character comedy. We've had satire. We've had satire. 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 Satire and not over there, but anyway. <laughs> you know, puns. <laughs> um, uh, I should uh, have given a pun warning for our listeners to this show. <laughs> pun warning. Uh, yeah, we've, there's, so, there's character comedy. There's been such a range, but I suppose what I see what's become very popular in the last 20 years is the comedian standing resting the microphone on the chin and doing what I call boom, boom, tish, you know. Yep. Um, which, you know, sometimes, you know, look, and there is this thing about if you haven't offended, I've got a T-shirt on at the moment that says hashtag abysmal, hashtag cringeworthy, yep. hashtag comedy genius, and genius is spelt wrong. <laughs> and that was feedback I got once from a show with 56 people from my community, uh, from the autism community, because I'm also autistic. And there was one, there was the 14 pieces of feedback that were wonderful, including the words comedy genius, which just made me go, no, no, don't, 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 don't. No. And cringeworthy and abysmal was part of a 12-line rant <laughs> about the fact that I talked about disability pride. Mm. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Mm. Dramatic sting. Let's. I'm going to um, leave our listeners hanging in suspenders or something um, on that. Let's have another track, um, one that's sort of valid for these times. It's a bit of a fave. The Eagles um, from their comeback album in '94, "Learn Ooh. to Be Still," and we're going to come <laughs> and talk about um, you know why and how um, there was a 12-line rant on disability pride and that sort of thing <laughs> with guest comedian and um, truth bomber and media megastar. Jackie Pillar AU on Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally and Jackie and um, Observed by Pepper Another day in paradise As you stumble to your bed 
give anything to silence Those voices ringing in your head You thought you could find happiness Just over that green hill You thought you would be satisfied
Mauro Durante from Canzoniere Grecanico Salentino. This is 3CR855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important. The spirit of community is the most important thing. So subscribe. The Boldness, campaigning for human rights for people with disabilities. Join us every third Wednesday of the month at 6pm on 3CR. Absolutely one of the many great diverse shows on 3CR, 855 AM 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. I'm standing up for the underdog and got to give thanks, by the way, to all the great broadcasters last Sunday for International Women's Day. Um, a great range of diverse um, broadcasts going on there. And, well, um, The Boldness, a show covering disability, which is right where we left off before we had the Eagles learn to be still from um, uh, Hell Freezes Over, one of the four new tracks that they released at that time. And guest Jackie Pillar is someone who very much combines um, comedy with issues of disability. Tell us about that um, and all sorts of stuff. I think it was really interesting that you put that uh, be- the song about from the Eagles about being still on, and I sat here and stim danced all the way through <laughs> it. Um, which stim is a is a word yes. that autistic people use for a form of movement that we have that can be self soothing. Sometimes it can be. When we are stressed as well, we will have different stims. Uh, and again, stims are different for everyone on the spectrum. I love that on the spectrum. Sounds like a 1970s rock band. That's right. Or, um, you know, sort of, um, it is a bit 70s or sort of um, psychedelic rainbows or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and so disability, the idea of disability pride in the arts or disability pride you know, on stage is is being authentically yourself. And that means using movements and, and phrasing that is specific to the way we're wired. And there's a new term called, oh, it's not that new. It's been around a long time, neurodiverse. Yep. And that relates to, there's two of us in the room right now. Um, yep. and, mm-hmm. and Pepper, I would suggest, because she's with me and she has to put up with me. Um, <laughs> but it's this idea of um, that we're all wired differently and there are categories and, and a spectrum within a spectrum within a spectrum of humanity in there. Um, yep. Different and operating systems. Well, that's right, and all the spectrums cross over and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, that we need to account for all of it and affirm of it. And it's the old... Well, there's a couple of thoughts racing through my head at the moment as... Um, well, there's three thoughts now. Uh, which, <laughs> quick, quick uh, write them down. Quick, write them down. But um, <laughs> one is that, you know, it's the old, well, if, if someone stems, is that harming anyone else? No. no. So, um, and so, so therefore we go with it. And, you know, it's the old, if it doesn't harm anyone else, then let's be nice to people, well, let's do that. And, of course, there's spectrums that overlap with spectrums and co- go in and out and cross over because that's called humanity. 
And the third that just made me laugh, that was the third thought that I'm sitting here stemming with Tigger and Tigger bounces, which I'm not sure if that works, but it works anyway, so we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. and and having that on stage, it's funny, I remember, yeah. I remember saying, someone said to me, you shouldn't pace so much on stage. And immediately my head went to a few prominent comedians who do pace up and down the stage as they yeah. rant. And I went, so how is that any different? Um, pacing is a way I often, you know, do use, uh, ex- you know, some big body language on stage to sort mm. of partially contain the stim, partially use the stim. It's about uh, communicating through my body because that's what my brain wants me to do. And I'm, I spent years suppressing that and, you know, yeah. having my hands slapped at school and mm. all of that stuff. And it's, it's just so damaging. I have a, a secondary hypertensive disorder. Oh. And it's um, and part of the reason Pepper's with me is that if I forget to take, I have I'm some, on some heavy hardcore heart medications, yeah. and if I forget to take them, I can be at risk during the night of a stroke or worse. And Pepper will wake me or whine or put her nose on me if my heart rate gets too high, which is part of it, and if my blood pressure goes up, she's that clever because we are different when we, our body, our, our scent is different, a range of things are different. So that's part of her job. But that comes from suppressing who I am Mm. for a good 40, probably 42 to 45 years. Well, yeah, can I just um, pause there? Secondary hypertensive disorder. Hyper. um, Yeah. So that means it's not heart related. But it is like my blood pressure will shoot up to 120 on if you know that normal blood pressure is meant to be about 120 on 80 and can be a bit higher as you age yep um my blood pressure can shoot up really rapidly to around the 180 on 140 well okay (laughs) yeah so um i'm just having a look here um to get a definition you've just given it that's there's Mm. some telepathy going on there (laughs) live to listeners of all genders um and yeah as it says on this particular one on mayo clinic mayo clinic i wonder if there's a um if there's a mayo clinic um i prefer aioli myself an aioli clinic yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) secondary hypertension secondary high blood pressure high blood pressure that's caused by another medical condition so it's not blood pressure in itself yeah Yeah, that makes sense yeah Um, i mean i I have stress tests talk about using humor and being proud of survival as a disabled mm. queer person i have a stress test every couple of years where you run on a a treadmill and a heart heart doctors wire you up and watch and Mm. i usually make them laugh because i'm usually saying let's see if we can get above 220 (laughs) 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 Um, uh, and part of that comes from a, a family history of using dark humor as a survival technique mm-hmm. um, because my father uh, had similar conditions all of my life with him so you know it was always his life was at risk a lot and in the 70s and 80s even more so because we knew less yep mm. well well that's true and so you know if we are giving you know if people get outlets to release that tension um, whether it's um, stemming with whatever whether it's the assistance of pepper whether it's doing pacing comedy on stage um, or comedy of any style um, which is authentic to link a whole thread of conversations then we're all better off totally and laughter is a healing technique absolutely yeah and we need that at the moment. I just want to pop in um, acknowledging one of our regular, uh, well, I'm sorry, start that again, one of our awesome ongoing contributors because our contributors to Out of the Pan aren't regular by any means. And that's Melina, who's put a couple of letters into mainstream papers 
um, exposing the dangers of libertarian... Liber- I can never say the word because I don't want to. Libertarian ideology infiltrating throughout our capitalist society. Um, and, you know, how um, one of Molina's letters um, reads... Um, I once had a dream we all voted for a libertarian government with no rules and only the free market dictated our society. I think I witnessed my nightmare become reality last week um, with customers in supermarkets, yeah. Oh, um, so, yeah, um, we need some laughter at the moment is all I'm going to say. Um, I don't even want to mention certain words at the moment, no, to be no, perfectly and, honest. And, yeah. and, it's, it's, and this is probably where disability pride humour, we don't have to be, you know, the situation's serious at the moment and I'm, I'm trying to avoid mocking it. Yeah. Because, you know, people are behaving this way because of a, the, the absolute ableist terror that is being, mm. that, that we're educated and conditioned with all of our lives and unless you're what I call a gold star human and that is perfect in every sense of the word, which I don't know where they are exactly, probably on another planet. Well, that's right. I I haven't met one yet, and I'm not quite wasting my time searching. And no. I I have to say that I don't try looking in the mirror either to find one because I know I'm not there either. No, and it's and, and it's it, it's an interesting concept that we're it's fundamentally built into us that when when children are born disabled or they're born with anything wrong with them, it automatically goes to this this tragedy and this drama mm. rather than okay. This is another human being and who has particular requirements and workarounds and they have the same scope for the rest of their life as anyone else. And that's, you know, all the panic and fear buying we're seeing is around this notion of, you know, um, basically ableism, you know, that we're, and we should, we have genuine health risks and genuine dangers. I'm not dismissing that at all. Mm. But the, the fear and the panic around it is driven by this ideology Yep, um, it it is. There's a sense of, well, there's a sense of selfishness and superiority in so many angles of what we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, um, as well as that ableism. And as someone, I can't, I'm you know um, a bit blurry on what's what I've seen on social media. But as someone said, if you do have physical disabilities in particular, it's going to be really hard to go shop hunting for supplies that yeah. are out in you know out of out of um, stock in your favourite shop. And so, you know, there's more hierarchy and privilege and that sort of thing coming yeah, totally. through. And then you're seeing people do beautiful things for people who struggle, who might shop online. I shop online because supermarkets are hell for me for sensory mm. reasons. I have a range of sensory yep. issues that comes with my autism. And I tend to shop online. And the last four weeks, I haven't been able to get toilet paper online anywhere. Yeah. So when people say, I'll just go online, that's not really a solution either. Yeah, because it's flowing into to that space as well, and then you have news stories about five year old children getting chemotherapy who can't get access to toilet paper or hand sanitizer, mm. and because people are stockpiling for fourteen and sixteen weeks rather than for two or three. Yeah, which still leaves me, you know, it leaves me gobsmacked, and I'm. I'm I still don't have an answer for this one. Yes, the stock, stockpiling is irrational. I can understand if people were stockpiling powdered milk or bottled water, sort of, kind of, maybe. But I still haven't understood why everyone went for toilet paper. I just don't get it. I don't know. And I remember years ago talking about, on stage, talking about how I had lived and worked for a little while in North Africa and how 
we didn't use toilet paper, that everybody had a little jug of water beside the toilet. And at that point, I was just talking about, you know, how we get really rigid in our idea of what's acceptable. And I actually found that one of the biggest causes of hemorrhoids in people is toilet paper or or, or can actually <laughs> make people's hemorrhoids worse. So, you know, like we are completely obsessed with this. It, at a level, it seems, I think this has been a fairly good indication of how we feel about toilet paper. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about it. I know, that's yeah. just my quirky way of looking at it, but it was a bit like, yeah, um, and some of the behaviour around that's been, yeah, quite interesting. But, you know, the gold star human doesn't really exist. We're all fragile, and I suppose this is also pointing that out. So people, people's responses are people's responses. And now we've got to manage it going forward. Yeah. I, I like this idea of flattening our curves. No, maybe not. That could be then we're flattening the wrong. I don't know. I've, I've just flatten be- the right ones. I've just become an underwear model at, at nearly 50. So um, I don't want to flatten my curves. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's hold that thought after another quick track um, because that's something else we wanted to cover because there's another, it's another form of um, body and ability in, in slash disability. But I'm going to have a listen to a track that I just wanted to throw in because I thought I could um, for no other reason. Um, And it's a song, um, well, I'll explain its lineage after we play it. Um, But right now, you're on 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand with Sally and guest Jackie Pillar. Well, I'm the sort of woman that's a little on the trashy side. Die. 
3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Jackie. And that song was Trashy Woman, um, performed by Leslie Avril, uh, the lineage of the song, written by Chris Wall, first recorded by Jerry Jeff Walker in 1989 and also later recorded by Confederate Railroad. Um, Leslie Avril sort of reclaiming that song there, which is always a pretty good idea in my book. Um, so we were talking just before we um, heard Leslie about um, bodies and things that you can do with them. And you've been doing something lately that shows that any anybody can do anything. Wow. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I liked I hadn't thought about it quite to that. <laughs> um, I'm I, I have been saying I am appearing on tram stops near you. <laughs> um, and I had um one of my front of house team for comedy shows ring me and she's like, oh, 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 I just really freaked the kids out. I'm like, why? And and she was like, well, we're driving behind a bus in Wheeler's Hill and here you are in your underwear on the back of the bus. <laughs> and all I could say was, Jackie. And the kids are like, where? What? Mum? <laughs> um, and it was interesting because I, I recently have been saying around the place that I've been speaking out about taboo subjects for the last 30, 35 years and largely been thrown under the bus for doing so. <laughs> so it's nice to be on the back of a bus. And I was really surprised um, by that, really. I wasn't expecting... I knew it was a fairly large campaign for, for Moddy Body and and that's a range of um, incontinence and menstruation underwear as well. So I'm also going into the taboos of talking about bodily fluids um, and just sort of owning it. And uh, and the photos have me laughing, and the campaign is we're all for belly laughs, and you know I'm like cool. That's that's you know we shouldn't have to feel like our life is dis- in my case diminished as I age because I've got a little bit of a leaky bladder, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you've spent um, more than six months in a leaky boat, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precise. And I mean, the, the Moddy Body team when they rang me for the phone audition. Um, I had left the phone down the other end of my house. My house is a very long, thin house. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting the call, but I didn't know what time. And I'm squirreling away working and my Game of Thrones theme song starts on my phone, which is my ringtone. Mm. So I bolted down the hall, picked the phone up and said, thank goodness I was wearing my body body. Moddy body, I just had to run down the hall to answer the phone. <laughs> I think that sealed the deal from there. Because then I think my next line was, I'm a wee bit excited. <laughs> um and, and and it's just sort of like we you know we shouldn't be shaming ourselves or each other for yeah. things that happen to us you know it's and again part of that sort of old fashioned old school idea about the gold star human is um and i've been a i've been a powerlifter i've been a a serious um gym junkie in my past and all that sort of thing and i you know i I now look at myself in the mirror and, you know, it's just like I see a body, not a good body or a bad body, and I try and concentrate on what I can do in the world. And that was part of what I said to them. You know, I genuinely believe in this campaign because it's about all different types of bodies and yep. them being acceptable. Um, you know, we talk about body positivity, and yep. but that has to include, and there are a range of bodies on the Moddy Body site that are all different um, and you know they've you know although I had I've, there's been the word plus size bandied around a little mm. bit, which I'm like plus what? Yeah. What what are we adding? To this? 
Uh, yeah, well, again, you know, which act of parliament defines plus, medium and minus or something? And, you know, why and how and who decides it? And as Bob Dan would say. So, yeah, <laughs> totally agree. And yeah. let's not go down the one size fits all route either. No. Because very rarely does it. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and I think it's been a fun experience. People have said, was I embarrassed? And that wasn't what I felt. It felt weird when... So there was the back of the bus incident. Another friend who has a who works in the field of masculinities with a PhD <laughs> rings me and says, I've just seen you on the big screen at Sunshine Shopping Centre and I had two junior soccer teams with me. And, and, he, <laughs> and he said he stood there and went, I worked with this one here and I'm very proud of them. And used the right pronouns. Right Tick. And and I'm very proud of them for, for, for just, you know, this is just a representation. It's not good. It's not bad. It's it's a, it's a body and that's positive. Yeah. And and it's a really – and a lot of people have said to me, we can see you laughing. And, I you know, I do laugh at inappropriate times and it does come from a family that was plagued by medical trauma, in, um, plagued by even that language, you know. There yeah. we go. There are me demonstrating ingrained beliefs. Um but we were. So it was a struggle sometimes. So we way we did it was Dad and I had the, the dark humour club. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of. And, um, uh, yeah, we do, we do need those escapes, um, you know, the sort of to get to those things. And um, we actually had an SMS in from, well, definitely to quote Bart Simpson, the first time caller, I'm not sure if a long time listener, um, hi, Sally and Jackie. I've come to the right place for cheering up. Jackie, love your comedy, authentic, respectful and hilarious. Andy. Um, so uh, that's, you know, well, yeah. What more can we say? Thanks, Andy, for um, SMSing in. Um, do appreciate that. Thank you for the warm fuzzy, Andy. Nothing like a good warm fuzzy. And by the way, you can live in a long, thin house or a short, fat house or any... <laughs> discriminating that's right sometimes it's just nice to have a say when you have to run cave. for the phone that's right um um and whatever ringtone you want too um i've got marvin the martian on mine where's the kaboom oh the other one i love is what's the 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 uh the robot from hitchhikers too that'd be a good one to have i think i've yoda on my message tones do or do not there is no try um, <laughs> that was probably my approach to becoming an underwear model at 49 <laughs> Well, I think he's and so, being ageist there, but it is unusual. <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. I don't think that is ageist um, because I think where people go through challenging stuff, traumatic stuff, sometimes it can take a while to, you know, sort of get your life onto its authentic path. And it's sad that we sometimes the first part of our life seems like sometimes it feels like it's a wasteland. Yeah. But you know, in underneath the wasteland, underneath the sludge, there is buried gold in the end, um, in its way, not in a, a riches sort of dollars in the bank account way, but other sorts of riches. Totally. And it, and it was interesting because now on that, it's really easy to be affected. Like me talking about the hashtags I wear on my t-shirt. You know, in that show where there was one individual in the room who was really struggling with their series of diagnoses and found what I was doing talking about disability pride, like a personal attack at that day. It did make me change my comedy. I did take the feedback on board because there were some things I needed to soften um, in that for, for people that were newly struggling with, with a diagnosis. Um, but, you know, it's easy to focus on the one out of 12 or 16, whatever there was, the one negativity. And that also is probably comes from our early life experiences. Mm. It certainly does for me. From that wasteland, that's a really good word for me. Um 
to describe uh, probably up till I was about 38 even, which, well, geez, I hadn't thought about it that way. That sounds a bit daunting. But, yeah, I think my 30s were uh, – I mean, a lot, a lot of um, people that are assigned female at birth and diagnosed later in life with autism experience being late to everything. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're sort of late mm. diagnosed – we're late bloomers in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, we do our degrees late in life, as I did, or busy working the world out for the first part of it. And, you know, Dad and I used to joke about, like, the, the, the toilet paper stuff we were talking about before. If he was alive, he'd be sitting there saying to me, who are these people? And we used to jokingly call people that we didn't understand the humans. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, and, and, you know, I studied anthropology to have, make understanding the humans easier uh, and that came on later in life but the experience of suddenly finding myself on the back of a bus has probably been one of one of the most interesting experiences of my life and there was a retweet by a prominent person and someone wrote underneath it i'm sorry and i promised myself this year not to read the comments yeah good promise and but i did oh. on this one just once just once i was good i'm not going to punish myself for that and it said I'm sorry, but people and particularly children don't need to see this out in public. It promotes an unhealthy lifestyle. Hashtag society's broken. And I I didn't reply, but if I, you know, in hindsight, I, I probably should have replied, wee, I broke society. Yeah. Um, how, how does one do that? <laughs> With a photo on the back of a bus. <laughs> yeah, well, a broken society needs to be broken, to, to use one of my favourite quotes <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Picasso. Every act of creation is first an act of destruction. Yeah. Um, Elena's, um, you know, um, popped in again. Um and said, I'm glad I made you chuckle with my letter. We have an irreverent sense of humour as Australians and laughter sometimes is the best medicine for our mental health. Yep, bang on, Melina. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm going to have another quick track and then come back. And I want to do, I do want to talk to you about a little, just a little more about non-binary before we wrap up yes, and sure. summarise everything. But um, right now, here's the Travelling Wilburys from the, um, their, well, their big, their first album, Travelling Wilburys Volume 1, which is almost logical. Um to call the first album volume one and um, a track um, called Heading for the Light 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally and Jackie
3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au, three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally and guest Jackie, just about at the end of the show, ten minutes away from Freedom of Species, covering all things Animale, Travelling Wilburys Volume One and head end of um, heading for the light. Let's hope we get there soon. Had an um, SMS come in from John, um, and that's to do with Castor Semenya person um, with um, variation of sex characteristics talk about policing and gold star and stuff caster can't do the chosen race the 800 meters will have to drop to the 200 meters if she wants to go to tokyo because someone has policed her testosterone yeah no really um not appropriate that someone says someone's body is right or wrong for whatever and of course there's um no um there's still no real evidence that testosterone does give um to my knowledge a um, an unfair advantage. There's actually yeah. a book out, The Untold Story of Testosterone, which um, debunks the myths about um, aggression and other things. So there you go. Um, so Definitely worth the read. I'd be really interested in that one as someone who's done powerlifting and experienced a fair bit of, you know, discrimination in that space. Yeah, not true. So we've got a few things we want to wrap up. We're just about out of time um, before Freedom of Species. But I wanted to just very quickly, if you could, because... There's something I heard a, story, a personal story a few week, a few weeks ago now about six weeks ago. Um, I always thought because I'm 54 and we didn't have internet that you know that was what kept a major factor in keeping me isolated in terms of my gender identity. Mm. And a few weeks ago, I heard a non-binary person tell their story. They're now 32. They didn't have a word for themselves until six years ago. Yeah. So I wanted to quickly just check in on how you um, found this found non-binary, what was it like when it emerged? So, well, that's really interesting you say that because I think I was just, I did some, uh, did a TV interview yesterday and I talked about finding the language. And yeah. it probably would have been about six years ago for me too. So, um, and and it was, I never identified with, you know, like a, I, I do tell a joke on about being in, in a trade in my early life mm. and, you know, going, I don't know any opportunity in my professional life where I've ever operated a tool with my genitalia. So I, you know, I just never, never got it, didn't want to get it, didn't do it. And then for a period really did conform, but just didn't have, and I used to say, I now identify as pansexual, but, but grey asexual and in in together. And I used to say I was bisexual because I was still buying into the binary. Mm. (laughs) To me, bisexual is a thing. And I'm, you know, the Mm -hmm. bisexual experience is really important, but it, that was the closest language I had for a while. Yeah. And then non-binary was sort of like freedom, you know. Um, it was, yeah, I don't, it just doesn't, it didn't, nothing that was there described me. And non-binary is is just this overarching umbrella for my existence. I've never seen things in extremes. Yeah. And it's interesting because people say people who are on the spectrum can be very rigid in our thinking. 
Well, yes, we can be sometimes. But, you know, you've met one person on the spectrum. You've met one person on the spectrum. That's very true. Um, For me, I've never had an issue with complexity because I see the detail and I see lots of detail and I examine lots of detail. Mm. So for me, non-binary felt just like home, I suppose. Yep, I can... I can very much relate to that as I found the things I needed to connect with for myself, whether it was trans, whether it was multi-gender attracted, whether it was highly sensitive person came home. I can't remember who said it, but it's that saying about when we arrive home and recognise it for the first time. Um, I might have been... Oh, it's just gone out of my mind. We'll see if we can keep doing that um, just in the last couple of minutes of the show. But um, we are just about out of time. So any last thoughts, anything we forgot, which uh, well, last thoughts, otherwise we'll be going through or taking all the freedom of species time, but just anything else that we wanted to cover. Not really. Thanks for listening. And um, Pepper has three more followers on Twitter. (laughs) Um, Follow Pepper, yes. Follow Pepper. I don't know. Yeah, her username's, oh gosh, I don't know what his name is. In Pepper, sex. So like I meant to meet Salt and Pepper and, and I couldn't get it. Um, but yeah, she's um, sleeping through that idea, but I'm pretty sure she's excited. <laughs> In a telepathic way, so that's yeah, at capital N, capital P, um, then all lowercase e double P E R digit six. Yes. N pep six. Um, make sure yeah. that you follow Pepper and the exciting adventures of Pepper. And she's coming on stage with me all the time now. This is about accessibility, it's about accessibility for performers. Not just, you know, like we often, venues will talk about, it. yeah, we're accessible. And then you say, for the performer. And people go, um, <laughs> yeah. So she is on stage with me. And if some people saw her yesterday, she just goes to sleep on at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very good performer. Um, but we're not allowed to use the term straight banana. No. <laughs> for various <laughs> reasons. She is a long dog. Being, being a greyhound, she gets called a long dog. But a long, long dog. Long hound. <laughs> Jackie, a delight having you on the show And I think I found the quote from T.S. Eliot oh. um, Which I think, I couldn't think of a better way to end this show actually Quote we, um, from the Four Quartets Quote, we shall not cease from exploration At the end of our exploring will be to arrive at the place we started And know the place for the first time I like that Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure um, Come back again as um, a certain Australian rock band once sang Come uh, back again and take it out today with a bit of rock um, permission to do air guitar permission granted um, just do it safely if you're driving to Van Halen higher um, sometimes called dreams let's keep aiming for them (laughs) Jackie thanks again for coming in freedom of species next if you're listening live and oh another megastar guest on next week but I'm still media embargoed and can't say so um, tune in for that listeners of all genders thanks for tuning in to out of the pan I am Sally Goldner catch you next week (laughs) 